I'm sales team turnaround specialist, Jeremy DeMerchant. And each week I bring sales leaders like you, experts and insights that will help you level up your leadership, motivate like a master, and ultimately crush your comp plan. If it's time to raise the bar on your team's performance, then it's time for Sales Team Rescue. And we are live. Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode three of Sales Team Rescue. I am your host, Jeremy DeMerchant, and I am super excited for you to be joining us today. I have got a special guest. This man... Jim Padilla has just built a company that is designed to raise the bar for almost every person that he comes in contact with that is serious about growing their business. Uh, Jim is the founder of Gain the Edge. He's known in the personal development and business coaching world as the go-to guy for all things sales. And he's a connector. He's a collaborator. And one thing about Jim, his the way he carries himself is, uh, it really stands out. And he insists that it's not what you say, it's who you're being when you say it. And my introduce or my introduction to Jim, I was from a mutual friend of ours, Tom Madsen. And he said, you know, if you're getting into the space where you want to work with teams, uh, you got to talk to Jim. He's been doing this. He's been killing it. All the big names in the industry, they choose Jim. And if you want to play anywhere in that space, you need to talk to Jim. So Jim Padilla, welcome to Sales Team Rescue. Awesome, man. Glad to be here and uh, love it. I love I love the background too. It looks like a, a, a good, good new age progressive background for you. <laughs> well, I realized I do a lot more audible listening than book reading. So the bookshelf yeah. just wasn't quite in alignment. So <laughs> excellent. Awesome. So Jim, tell me a little bit about your story. What what got you to where you're at? Well, I'm going to take you back a little bit to my childhood roots because it's relevant here. Is um, you know I, I grew up in, a, in an abusive environment. I was born to a couple of teenage parents who really had no business having me, but you know we're all very glad they did. And um, you know my dad took off, and my mom was was a 17 year old kid who freaked out. Uh, and panicked uh, in, in her response to a very difficult situation was um, rage and anger and violence. And so I got abused frequently and significantly. Um, and of course, when you're a little kid, you think you did something wrong and it isn't always that way. And um, so one thing, you know, led to another. And when I was 13, I was in foster care uh, I'm 16 running in the streets in gangs. And in 19, I was in jail. And if you can imagine the kind of skill sets that you you learn and develop when you start spending every waking moment figuring out how to control your environment, how to bend the will of the people around you in your direction, primarily so that they would not see you as a threat and then wouldn't want to hurt you, right? That was my defense mechanism. That's how I survived. I learned how to make sure everybody wanted or needed me. And that took full-time focus. And so it literally just became part of my DNA. And, you know, little did I know that 25 years later, I'd be making millions of dollars teaching other people how to diffuse their environment, to influence the people around them, to let down their guard, feel comfortable enough to trust you and want to buy from you. And uh, so we've just basically been able to decode that process. And our team does it powerfully and to the point where 
people hire our team to do sales for them because instead of learning how to do it, they just trust us to be able to handle that process for them. Amazing. Amazing. It's so interesting how sometimes such a negative experience can create such good for the world. Um, I know for me, my story actually wasn't horribly different. I was picked on as a kid and decided I was not going to try to impress my peers, but adults were paying attention to me and I figured out how they thought and what intrigued them. And that was kind of my, my intro to the world of influence. So yeah, that's, that's amazing. So in this space, now that you're in, I'm going to go a little off uh, where I was planning to go, but in, in this space, what do you think some of the key pieces are that you bring from those experiences when you're influencing your own team? Uh, well, the, the most important one to me, the biggest gift I was given through that whole process is the understanding and awareness that, man, are we durable. You can stretch so far before you break. And then when you do break, you can be repaired like that. So, you know, I'm still here. <laughs> I'm still alive and kicking. And so what I typically, I don't buy your excuses or your stories or your nonsense because 99% of the time, it's just not real. It's just our own perceived fears and limitations. So it's given me that ability to help be that posture and that backbone for a lot of people. Um, so that's huge. That's probably the biggest. Um, but it's also, it's it expanded my vocabulary. The, I speak a lot of languages. I only speak one formal language as in English, but I can blend in. I understand it takes me very short period of time to understand the people or the room or, or the environment around me. And then I, so I can understand their journey. And again, it's really lent itself towards our business model, but also to salespeople because the bigger the team grows, the more personalities and, and variances we get. And you have to be able to relate to them all or either directly or indirectly. Like, you know, you being part of our team is fantastic because there are, you know, I can lean on and, and connect to people through you that I wouldn't be able to connect to by myself. Right. But it's just understanding that as a priority. It's like, how do you find the threads that move and connect people and move through people to other people? And for some people that might be confusing, but to me, that's the only way I see people. That's how I see everything. I walk into a room. I just see a bunch of connection, connecting threads. It's like, uh, like in limitless when totally. you see all the next steps. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, that's awesome. I, and I, it's, I'm excited to be part of your team. Um, for those that don't know, I, I'm sales manager at uh, GTE with Jim. And, uh, it was an honor when, when he invited me on board to, to run the sales teams. And I just think there's such a good alignment of what we do and what we're passionate about. But the difference is, uh, Jim has this, uh, more years of experience in the, in the business and he's a connector. He's got those relationships. And so I have the ability to leverage his connections and then use my ability with teams to have a huge impact. So that, that's where I love to, to live. So one thing that we've talked a lot about in the last couple of weeks is growing a sales team. And so what do you look for when you're looking for that next hire, that sales team member? Well, I, as in most things in business, we tend to take a little bit of a contrarian approach and it's not different to be different. It's different because we lean into what we know works. I'm not interested in what the marketplace thinks works or what the latest blog says works. I'm only interested in what I have experienced works. And 
you know, I learned this years ago. Um, you know, I played baseball in college and I coached my daughter through all of her sports into her college years playing basketball. But I, I, in Little League, I coached her. And the way Little League works is you, the winning coaches get to coach the all-star team. Well, most of the time, it's the pitchers, catchers, and shortstops that make all the all-star team. And then you get into the all-star game and you've got a kid who's never played at right field, playing right field. Right. Never played first base or whatever. Right. The key, some key positions. And so what we started doing is we took some of the key players, but then we wanted to take three or four spots for kids who played outfield all year long, who were great at it. Kids who played first base all year long. Right. Little nuanced stuff. And by in so doing, you also have kids who be willing to bat ninth and not complain. Right. So and all of that stuff mattered to chemistry and putting specialists in their place. And we started, we had great success with that. And so I, I've really taken that same model and approach to our sales business. I don't look at the best salesperson available. I'm looking for the best person for the best fit in that spot, for that product, for that client, for that circumstance, for that mission and that movement for this period of time. Most people are out too busy trying to find, well, actually, in honesty, most people are just trying to find whoever has, who could fog up a mirror and say, hey, can you sell for me? And as stupid as that sounds, 90% of the people you know, that's exactly what they do. Sure. And then and then they wonder why it doesn't work. But then you have other people who say, let me go find the best salesperson available. Again, the best salesperson who is not matched up and suited in the right environment, the right product, the right process, and is not supported to success on a regular basis will not be the sale, best salesperson on a regular basis only when it, when they, when they have to challenge themselves. So we've, we've create we look for the people who will first be quality people who want to overachieve, who want to perform, who love to sell guys. This is the biggest one on the planet. Take an inventory. Most of you looking at this right now, you don't love to sell. You sell because you have to, it's because it's a necessary evil. Our team is filled of people who love to sell and have had, and have tremendous success doing it and are in a perfect environment to, create an over, over a peak performing and overachieving environment, uh, a result on a regular basis. Awesome. And, and so people watching, they're probably one of two situations. One, they're looking at, at building their own team or growing a team, or they're looking at the complexity that is sales. And maybe they realize that putting a single sales rep in a sales position is a lot more challenging than most people think because sales management is a full-time job on its own. What would you say to somebody, um, let's say that their business is at the size to work with you. What would you say to them when they're trying to make the decision, whether they invest a bunch of money, time, training resources into building a team versus outsourcing that, whether it's for a specific campaign or for all the sales in their business, how do you challenge them to think about things differently to show them the value of the outsource side of things? The, the first thing, you know, and it's interesting because I was just talking about this the other day. I'm, I'm getting to the place where I would actually encourage you to screw this up on your own. So then you really understand the value of, of a sales team done right and done well. And you, you really want to be at a place where you're the bottleneck whether it's you being the ideal, the, the bulk of the sales on your own, or now you're replacing you having to do sales with you having to run a team. And 
the if you're thinking, how can I do this as easily and as simply as possible, then you're already headed down the wrong path because your sales, without sales, you don't have a business. It's the most important muscle you're going to develop in your company. Yet most of you give it 10% of your time, if that, and you expect a 50% outcome from 10% or 1% of your result. That's the problem. If you're looking for how can I do this simply, you need to be outsourcing it. If you're extremely excited about engaging 50% or more of your time into nurturing, supporting, and optimizing your sales team and giving them all the support and guidance and resources and tools that they need, then you're then it's time for you to take them on yourself. And we can help with that too, but because we help you make sure you get the right people. But it's um, that's going to be, to me, that's what I found to be the biggest indicator. Most people are usually looking for an easy way out, in which case you, you really need to outsource it because you're just going to screw it up because okay. <laughs> it's not an easy thing. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And, and on the flip side, to really feel that pain... Yes. You do screw it up is going to put you in a better position to make the right decisions as you grow, right? Correct. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Uh, and, and you'll find that, um, you know, it, there's a lot of things that people just don't think about uh, when it comes to being a sales leader. You, you know what it takes to manage you. And most of you are self-motivated and, and self-managed. So therefore, you don't have a lot of tight systems around what you do. You just know how to do it. You may not have it systematized and predictable, and which is great for you. That's not great for your team. Your team can't get inside your head. Your team can't be you. You need to be able to extract the things out of you that are the brilliance, that are the formula, that are the predictable patterns that lead to success, and then be able to put them in a manner that they can consume it and understand it and live it on a daily basis and have the accountability and the support to make it go. And one of the things we get from a lot of our salespeople that come in is, they just get tired of the only interaction they have with the business owner is, hey, how's the sales this week? Because you're busy building a business. You're not have time to babysit a team and manage a team and uh, keep them rolling. So don't fool yourself. Don't try to take a shortcut for something that is your most important arm of your business. Look at your salespeople as an asset, not an expense. Absolutely. That's huge. So I know you've done campaigns for a lot of different people and we, we won't do name dropping, but um, I mean, unless you want to, <laughs> but um one thing that you do more, a lot more than what the average person running a sales team would do is you need to get your team trained quickly because a lot of the clients that you work with are saying, I've got a launch and I need an influx of people that know their stuff, that are the best at what they do. And Jim, here's my baby for the next six, eight, 12 weeks or six months, or depending on the campaign. How have you found most, uh, it's most effective to train someone on a new campaign? Like what's the, the process? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, we have, we do a deep dive. We've actually had a lot of people come to us and say, Hey, how can we date before marriage? Can we just do like a, ver a light version of this? And the, my answer has been a consistent. We don't have a light version because if I give you a light version, it might not lead to the optimal result. And then our dating experience might not be so good. So then you go, well, why should I marry you? So we just know that by us being fully immersed in your environment, we want to capture your brand, your voice, your essence, your mission, your movement. We want to dive into your content, your stories. We're not here to sell your products. Your products can take care of themselves. We're here to sell you and your outcomes and why you do this for your clients, because that matters more than anything. They care far more that you understand their journey and want them to win than they do about your product. Because in all honesty, they don't care about your product at all. Right. right. But they do care about why you care about their success. And we sell that as much as we sell your product. 
right? So we have to know what that is. So we got to get into your mind, into your heart, into the core of your community. We want to know what's going on so we can literally be the extension of you when they speak to us. And we've decoded a process for that. Um, and then we spend all of our time perfecting it. And then the other part of this, guys, you all have to remember that sales is if you you're going to pick a partner for your you know my wife and I we've been together for you know two and a half decades and it's take there's stuff we're still learning about each other right you are not going to find the perfect person who's just going to jump into your world and crush it from day one they're going to be better in month three than they are in month one better in month six than they are in month three better in month 12 than they are in month you know six so you have to plan for that expect for that and grow with them Look for what's the ultimate win, not what's the today win. So, so don't expect someone to come in, swoop down, and save the day. Correct. Overnight, yeah. W- whether it's a salesperson you're hiring or outsourcing it, th- there's always a process. There's absolutely that, the dating process. The, the the I love the analogy actually. Yeah. Well, look, you know, any and this is for anybody you outsource to or hire to. Don't look for them to be your savior right there. If you're counting on them to save the day, I would tell them not to work with you because <laughs> that's a little bit dangerous and scary. Count on them to be your, your strategic partner to grow this thing and create something new and, and evolve and, and, and change the marketplace and change the way you do business. Love it. Love it. That's huge. So guys, if you're just joining us, we are here with Jim Padilla, founder of Gain the Edge. And Jim is just I mean, I think you're changing the face of business for those that play um, at the level that you work with. And it's, I just love the opportunity you're creating for people, right? You're making business a whole lot less stressful for those people um, that are really committed to making a difference. And it's because you do something that's really different. And this is kind of what I want to move into. You're not the guy that's in there managing the people managing every process you've done something different which allows you to work on your business tell me about that tell us about that yeah um you know and i know you and i've had conversations about this over the last year um the simplest way to explain this is i see myself as michael jordan in my world and i'm always looking for scotty pippen right i can't do this without scotty scotty can do without michael michael can do without scotty but Michael is the face on the banner, right? And that's how I think too many times everybody wants to be Michael, but maybe not capable. Maybe don't have the resources, the reach, the bandwidth, the processes, the know-how. And you can win more rings. You know, would Scotty have won any rings on his own? Possibly, but he won six with Michael, mm-hmm. right? And how much success can you have being the number two or the number three? So my, my belief personally, and I've seen this too many times to, to question it is your vision, no matter how big it is, will fit inside of somebody else's and everybody's vision has room for somebody else's in it. So find somebody who's in alignment with what you do, who can, you can carve out a space for you to park right inside of it without having to shrink who you are and elevate the process for everybody. And so I'm constantly working on just on honing the vision, fine tuning the vision, growing the vision while people like you and we have other amazing, talented, brilliant rock stars on our team doing all kinds of different things that allow you to hone your success and your expertise inside of our vision without shrinking you or diminishing you in any way. Right. So you let people specialize on the pieces that need to be run inside and you're kind of this analogy I heard, you're the, the orchestra leader, right? Conductor, right? right. And letting everybody do their part. And in fact, more so, you're like the orchestra hall owner. 
and letting each person <laughs> yeah. conduct their own orchestra. Yeah. Even better. Yeah. Cause I do, I, I you know, I, I've learned, um, I, I trust, I probably trust too much. <laughs> it's not too early sometimes, but I, I attract experts and then I trust you to create your own symphony inside of ours. Well, you'll find your spot. I don't say you hit this note at this time and do it like this. I want you to bring your own instrument to the orchestra and it just all of a sudden enhances everything just and changes and the way it's done. Yeah. I love <laughs> it. Specialists can just come and play and make it happen. Amen. Love it. Awesome. So one question I know we're going to get is how does somebody know if they're ready to hire internally or how do they know if they're ready to, to outsource? Yeah. Um, well, the first thing is you really got to look at yourself first and foremost. Like there's many of you may be listening. Oops. I think I just got bumped. No, sure. Oh, Jim will be right back. All right. Ta-da. Okay. Here we go. Um, good old internet. <laughs> so uh, the first thing I want to say is that most of you listening right now, you're probably in your mind already filtering yourself. You're going, oh, that'll be great for me someday. Or maybe I should look at this someday. I'm not quite there yet. Right. Or I've already got this solved. And I want to challenge you with a whole different perspective on this. Even if you are a force of one, an army of one, you are leading a sales team and you're it right? You have to run your sales division like its own business. And you have to constantly be looking at how am I optimizing this business, the business of sales. Okay. And we've created a sales economics assessment, 20 questions. They're all yes or no. You can fill it out in five minutes time. Um, and if you text the word select S E L here it is on the screen, select uh, to four, eight, four, eight, four, eight, you will get a link to this document and fill it out. And I'm just going to run through it super quick in just two minutes here. Um, basically we're helping you. We want to see, are you primed for exponential growth? And you all should be, everybody should be thinking about scaling. I don't care how big or small you want to be. Scaling doesn't mean make a billions could just be doubling your revenue. Okay. But most people, most businesses slow, growly and randomly. Slow, slowly and randomly, successful companies grow strategically and intentionally, right? Scaling and winning business is easier than it's ever been. And this is going to help you determine your readiness, right? So do you have a consistent, predictable flow of qualified leads? Simple question. Very impactful, right? You have identified target market, clear identified target market. Can you say it in 10 seconds or less, right? Are you currently planning or engaged in scale events as we call them, like high volume, short duration um, activities, launches, live events, national ad campaigns, et cetera, right? Do you know the lifetime value of your client? I mean, know it, not wonder, hope, and think. Do you know? Right? All things are exa- exacts. Okay? You understand that doing your own sales or hiring and training and running your own sales team is no longer the highest and best use of your time. The reason it's the highest and best use of Jeremy's time and my time is because this is the business we're in. If you're not in the business of sales, it shouldn't be the primary thing that you're doing. Okay. Cause now your, your business is compromising. Um, and then you want to think about what kind of culture are you creating? And again, even if you're just running your own self as a sales team, do you currently have training that is specific to your metrics? Do you have a hiring avatar? If you were to hire a salesperson right now, do you know exactly who that person should be? 
Have you identified that, right? You have a proven strategy to ensure the best person shows up every time, not the best person in general, the best person for you, right? You have a full-time sales manager. And what does that look like, right? Most people run sales on their spare time, probably how you're doing it, right? Have a clearly defined onboarding process so that people show up in your world feeling fulfilled and nurtured and ready to rock, right? Do you have a core values and a brand promise and your team knows what it is? So they know how to speak to it. Do you know everybody's why on your team, including yours, right? You've got a clearly defined vision and you share it with your team and your clients in your marketplace, right? You always look for ways to compensate your team powerfully and optimize their, their pay, teaching them how to maximize your comp plan. Even yourself, again, treat all of these, fill in the blank as if you're the salesperson. And here's the gig. If you answer yes to all this stuff, you're rocking. The chances are you're answering no to most of them, right? And so you fill this out. Just check the box. Yes or no. Yes or no. Yes or no. Right. Um, are you, here's the big one. Are you in your sales role? Are your salespeople spending 60% of their time selling or like the national average of 18% or some companies 37%? If you're spending 60% of your time actually selling, now I'm not talking phone combing through leads and chasing people. I'm talking about on the phone, having conversations, then you're winning. If not, you got some things you got to look at right? Um, do you know your exact conversion numbers? I love when I, when people say, well, what's your conversion rate? Well, I'm somewhere between, no, there is no such thing as somewhere between there's 33.6%. There's 25.2%. There's 48.4%. There is no about if it's about, that means you don't know. And that's a problem for you. Right. Um, and you have ongoing training, not don't ever, if you answer the word I've been trained or my team has been trained with an ED, you already failed. You've put a ceiling on their growth and development. My team has never trained. They're always training. They're always optimizing. We're always peak performing. We literally spend all of our time creating an environment for them to peak perform. Right. So you fill that out. There's a quick video in there. It'll show you what to do next. Um, and when you fill that out, we'll get that assessment and we'll happily bring you to a, a sales economics strategy session just to help you break this down. Zero, zero, uh, expectations, zero commitment. We want to help you see where the flaws are and give you some insights and strategies on which area you can jump into first to make the greatest impact. And if you need our help, you can have it. But we, we, we geek out on sales strategies. We want to know what you're doing in your business because it helps us do ours better. We're in the know on what everybody's doing so that and this is part of how we know so please reach out and have that conversation with us so we can help you get fine-tuned awesome awesome so guys text select to 484848 do the assessment and as i call him uncle jim will <laughs> will take care of you the team will take care of you i love yeah, it for sure all right so i want to jump into our lightning round here so we know coffee's for closers. <laughs> What's your favorite kind of coffee or comparable drink? Well, much to my wife's chagrin, uh, I'm a white mocha guy. I like them sweet and, and tasty. She likes <laughs> She likes. Uh, we usually, if she orders a black coffee and I order something else, when the server brings it to the table, they switch it. They think I ordered the black coffee. And she goes, no, no, my manly husband over here ordered the white mocha. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I'm forcing myself through black coffee today, actually trying to experiment <laughs> into fasting and... Yeah, <laughs> it's not quite my normal drink. Awesome. Um, what's the number one book or movie you recommend to a sales rep or sales leader? Yeah, there's so many. Um, uh, you know, lately, we our whole company has adopted uh, the 10X rule from Grant Cardone, and we're reading it as a company. Um, and I highly, highly recommend it. It's not even about the sales strategy. It's all about how you show up and who you are in the process. I, I can't recommend it enough. 
it's how you play, right? It's Amen. Difference. I know when you mentioned it and actually you guys offered to send it to me and I'm like, no, oh, I got it, but I could definitely go through it a, a second time. So yeah, completely shifted my mind and I'd already been through it once. So yeah. it's like one of these things that it's, it's like you said, you, if you've just been trained with an ED, you're in trouble. Yep. Right. It needs to be ongoing. So I think that's a great example. Amen. Who is the, someone you'd considered a mentor in your life? Uh, you know, I, I really go back to, you know, Jim Rohn and Norman Vincent Peale and, you know, the guys from yesteryear, um, those books, you know, how to win Dale Carnegie, how to win friends and influence people. I've never referred a book as much as I've referred. I've literally, that's the only book that in my lifetime that I've bought multiple times. Cause I keep giving it away. Mm. Hey, you need this, read it. And then I gotta go buy another one. Can't that's one of the greatest books ever. And so yeah, that, that's massive mentorship. Excellent. And it is a great book. The strangest thing you do in your daily routine to stay on your game. I go to the driving range. I hit golf balls and I put my headphones on and I just get in tempo and timing and get my brain disconnected and just get rhythmic. Let, let freedom and creation flow. Love it. Sometimes you need that space, right? Yep. Consistently. Love it. Love it. And where can people get to know more of your greatness? Uh, two places. One, if you, you can join our Facebook group, it's called CU at seven, S E E Y O U A T the number seven. Uh, I'm sure the link will be in here. Um, and it's, we're there to help you get to that seven figures or the next seven. We just want to help you on that journey. And we do things different. We think different because we, we just have a new, a different perspective than most people. Um, and then you can join us at, uh, gain the edge now.com forward slash get strategy. I think it's get hyphen strategy. And there it is. How about that magic? And, um, you know, check us out there. It's going to tell you the story about how we work with people and who we've worked with. And I recommend read, read the, the page all the way to the bottom and listen to the videos. You will be fascinated by how this works and what it can do for you and learn more about us and then book a time to talk to somebody. Love it. Love it. Jim, thank you so much for being on the show. Pleasure was all mine. And what we'll do is um, any questions we get through the feed, uh, we'll, uh, I'll answer some as I can, but if they're specifically to you, I'll send them over or tag you in it so you can keep playing in, in this engagement. Um, it's been a blast. I'm super grateful for what you're doing, um, for what you've allowed me to do as being part of your company as well. Um, it's just game changing. So, so thank you. Do you have any last words you want to share with the audience? Yeah. Two quick things. One is, um, you're a rock star, man. That's why that's, you know, the moment I knew you were available, I was like, we got to get him into our world. Um, we're thrilled that you're here. Um, you're, you're a perfect fit for what we're doing and you have just scratched the tip of the iceberg, man. You're going to be, we're going to be exploding, um, together. Um, and for the rest of you, you know, just, just know that You've been a salesperson your whole life. You've been selling since the day you were born. It's a gift that's within you. It's not something you have to become. It's just something you have to be aware of and learn how to start moving people passionately and powerfully and, and convict them and help them see that something greater is possible. Whether it's working with you or not is irrelevant, but it's, we want it. We want a world. Don't you want to live in a world that have is full of inspired people who are massive, massively and passionately pursuing their goals and their dreams, right? That's our job as salespeople. Love it. Guys, again, we are with Jim Padilla, founder, Gain the Edge. Thank you for joining us for another phenomenal show. Guys, I'm Jeremy DeMerchant, your host. 
This is Sales Team Rescue, and we will see you next Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern. Cheers. Thanks for joining me. Let's keep the conversation going. You can find more episodes and a link to join our online community over at salesteamrescue.com. If you haven't already, be sure to hit subscribe and give the show a review to help us reach more sales leaders like you. If you'd like our support in creating your own high-performance sales team, book a call with us at salesteamrescue.com. 